find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, with us. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We are your leadership development coaches. We always have great people uh, on the show that we love interviewing. And today we have Andrea Waltz. Let me just tell you a little bit about uh, background with Andrea. The word no has the power to keep many leaders from realizing their goals and dreams. In fact, it is often this alone that spells the difference between success and failure. But with the right mindset, anyone can turn no from an obstacle into their greatest asset. So join us as we're going to talk to Andrea Walsh. She's the co-owner of Courage Crafters, Inc., and we'll give you some of her contact information. But she's also the co-author of Go for No. Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. As she shares this counterintuitive philosophy called Go for No, and how it can accelerate your business results. So we're very excited to bring Andrew on in a couple of minutes. Let me just introduce uh, Kathy. Uh, all our listeners know Kathy well, but for folks who may not, Kathy, Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives and entire companies on her proven happiness equals profit strategies. Kathy has authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know, her latest number one bestseller, what happy working mothers know, and she touches millions as a speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She is also the founder of the renowned executive consultancy, H2C, which stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People. She currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home on ABC's The Morning Blend, and she has a new web TV show, Your Happiness Now. If you want more information about Kathy, uh, you can visit her at h2cleadership.com. She has free downloads, access to your true talents for happiness and job satisfaction. So, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, welcome. Thanks, Relly. We're going to have a great show today because uh, I know many of our listeners have heard the word no, and people have uh, framed that in uh, in many different ways. You can either say N-O, <laughs> no option, what part of no didn't you understand? <laughs> so I think we're going to have a really exciting conversation with Andrea. But, of course, before we bring her on, I want to make sure that everybody knows who you are, my 
my, my, I want to say my guru, um, one of the people that I've looked up to for a long time and, and obviously has taught me a lot about emotional intelligence. You know, Dr. Relly Nadler, for those of you who don't know him, is a master level certified executive coach. He is a psychologist and he's a corporate leadership and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. You know, his highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs have become a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence. And really, I'd love to kick off the show by making sure that everybody who's listening understands why we believe leadership development news is so important and you know, in today's economy and with, with what's going on around us with jobs and careers, you know, we know that it's so important for people to keep their pulse on leadership. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, Kathy. We always like to give some of the evidence-based research behind what we do here and then, and then add to that what these great guests like we'll have with Andrea. So one of the reasons why we have leadership development news, today, Kathy, we know 40% of organizations say they'll be experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled and train leaders available for new jobs and opportunities. So that's huge in this gap, and that's why we want to provide tips, tools, um, these podcasts that people can listen to. We also realize that there's a converging chaos, kind of a brain drain. One is we've lost about 8 million jobs due to the Great Recession. There's still a lot of people unemployed. We also have the retiring baby boomers who are going to be leaving the workforce a shortfall of about 10 million workers over the next 5, 10 years. And we also know that Gen X, Gen Y, folks in the 30s and 40s, as they uh, enter into these management positions, it's been documented that they have a little less emotional intelligence. And for every hour they're in front of their screen or in front of their phone, that's not an hour that they're in front of people dealing with conflict, dealing with how they're going to communicate. Well, you know, I think what we can say is to our audiences, we have some solutions and we have some good news that uh, both of us, having been in this industry for a long time, have seen a lot. We've worked with some really great resources. Uh, we're going to bring talent, uh, obviously, to the edge of our, our audience's uh, horizon, uh, folks like Andrea. But we also know that uh, performance and job satisfaction are closely tied to one's happiness by more than about 93%. So, you know, leaders are in for some really big surprises and some very positive surprises if they understand how we can help them and how we can help their organizations grow more emotionally intelligent. And uh, maybe you can talk just briefly about some of the leadership-friendly tips or, or yeah. tools that you talk about in your book. Sure, Kathy. And I think for our listeners, we want to emphasize any leader in the organization, we like to call them the emotional thermostat for their team because they emotions are contagious the most contagious person and we hope in a positive way is the leader they're the emotional thermostat and if you can get a few tips from what we're talking about on this show and other shows these are what we would call these micro initiatives it doesn't take a lot you don't have to be emotionally intelligent you know every hour of the day but it's in relationships with people and it's in these five ten minute half hour one-on-one meetings that you're having with folks 
partners, uh, vendors. That's where you demonstrate your emotional intelligence. And so the more of these micro-initiatives, little tips and tools that you can do just to refine your leadership, the, the more macro impact you're going to have. Well, the other thing I want to make sure everybody really um, understands is that um, we can grow emotional intelligence and we can help you stretch your happiness set point. You know, set point uh, is kind of the, um, if you're thinking about pulling the rubber band and stretching it, you know, it's like weight and hair color. You can, you can do so much to it. You can lose so much weight. You can gain so much weight. You know, you can use contact lenses to cover your, uh, your cornea and change the color of it. But eventually, it's going to snap back to what it was, or you're going to have to, you know, really be strict on your diet or walk around in, you know, seven-inch stiletto heels, which I don't think anybody really wants to do to be tall and thin. <laughs> but you can also realize that 40% you can realize 40% of your happiness can be dictated by you by the choices that you make. So even if you are, um, let's say, a low set point uh, for happiness, you're a glass half empty versus a glass half full, and many of us are. I'm one of them. I've had to learn how to be happy, believe it or not. I know that 40% of that are my choices. 10% is the situation in which I find myself, and there are not a lot of, of things that we can influence in situation uh, because often we can't control our company culture, our company climate, who we work for, uh, how we get to work, what gas prices are, what the mortgage rates are, but we can choose the behaviors and we can choose the actions that make us happier people. And so as, you know, as we go through some of these habits and behaviors on our shows at Leadership Development News, we hope that you'll learn some of these simple habits that you need to be more successful. That's great, Kathy. And I think most people think the, almost the opposite, that it's 40% the situation. So just to emphasize, it's only 10% the situation. And so it's 40% that we really have control about. The rest is a, a genetic factor. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that you and I have been doing uh, for the past few months is kicking off the Excel Institute. And Excel stands for Excellence in Coaching for Executive Leadership. And we are updating our website all the time, folks. So we have resources there, free tips and tools. Uh, there's lots of great media there and um, a lot of downloads, including uh, a link to the Leadership Development News radio shows. So please help yourself at ExcelInstitute.com to help you access your best leadership and your best performance ever. So, Kathy, maybe you can tell us about it, uh, Andrea, a little bit more. I gave it just a little intro, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more, and we'll bring her on and, and see what we can kind of squeeze out as far as some tips and tools for our listeners. <laughs> okay, I'd love to do that. You know, I have to say that um, Andrea Waltz is somebody who's already touched my life. Uh, I've read the book, um, Go for No, Yes is the Destination, No is How You Get There, and it's a charming novel. It's the story uh, of an individual in the future text. You know, have you ever looked at your life from the future? Have you ever said, here's where I want to be? And um, have you ever looked at your life as a successful life? You know, this is a, it's a great story. You know, the word no has the power, as you said, to keep many leaders from realizing, actualizing their goals and their dreams. And in fact, it is often this alone that spells the difference between success and failure for many individuals. But with the right mindset, anyone can turn no from an obstacle into their greatest asset. And uh, Andrea Waltz, as you said, is co-owner of Courage Crafters, Inc. and co-author of 
go for no. Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. And she is a widely recognized, um, I want to say, expert on helping people reprogram the way they think about failure, rejection, and transforming the word no from a negative into a very powerful positive. And Andrea shares her insights both as an author and as the producer of a 98-minute DVD which features interviews with renowned business and personal development professionals. And we're really lucky to have Andrea today. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. I just want to give out your website very quickly, and we'll do that a few times through the show, Andrea. It is goforno.com. So that's yes. goforno.com. Go for no. Very simple. <laughs> so, Andrew, we always like to start off just getting a little bit of background. This is leadership development news, and it's always interesting as a, little, uh, as a window into your life. Who's been some of the people who have influenced you the most in regards to your life and kind of your, your career path? Yeah, you know, the people that have influenced me the most are uh, probably some of the more um, influential, pers- I guess you'd call them personal development experts of our time. Um, the, the person, I guess, that comes to mind first, and it's because when I was about 21 or so, I read a book called The Aladdin Factor, and it was by a man named Jack Canfield, who is also um, well-known as the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Um, so Jack Canfield has definitely been a huge influence on me. That, that book was a huge influence on me. Um, another great um, speaker, I think you guys probably have read a lot of his books too, is um, speaker and, and thinker and leadership expert is Tom Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, has been very influential, especially some of his work just around um, innovation and being okay with failure because that's really one of the things that we talk about um, in our work. And uh, and then some, some sales experts. Um, I don't know if either one of you are familiar with Zig Ziglar. Sure. Yep. Yeah, so Zig, big, huge influence, and, and some of the other personal development, I guess you'd call them gurus, Tony Robbins and um, people like that, just a wide variety of of people. But Jack Canfield was the one who popped into mind first. Hmm. You know, it, it's funny. Um, so many influential people these days that uh, we think about, and, and one of the people I want to use as a great example in, in this no category is, in fact, Jack. And, and we, we know that when he was looking at ways to, you know, get his books out there and to get his speaking out there, you know, nobody was standing around saying, hey, Jack, would you write a book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually kind of stumbled into that after a lot of no. So let me, let me kind of kick off the conversation here about why no. You know, it's known to be such a very difficult word in business. You know, how does this topic serve you and your sense of of purpose? And, and, you know, why did you come to this place called no? Right. Well, it's a great question. Um, Really, the whole idea around this, around go for no, is that we teach people to intentionally hear no more often, do do what we call intentionally increase their failure rate, to go out and hear no more often. And what I loved that you, when you guys were talking earlier about the idea that a leader is the emotional thermostat um, and kind of sets that emotional tone, what's interesting is for most people, no is so horrible, it's avoided. And so from a leadership perspective, I think it's very important to make no if you're in a sales environment or the, just the idea of rejection or failure or things not working out okay for people. Um, And not only okay for people, but from an innovation standpoint, something that everyone seeks out. 
and that people understand that in order to be more successful, that there's got to be some failure involved, that, that it's got to be okay to try things. And from a sales standpoint, if you're in a sales environment, to hear no more often, because ultimately when you hear no more often, it puts you in a position to hear more yeses. Well, so, Andrea, we're going to uh, go to our first break. I know this is pretty quick coming, and then we're going to have plenty more time to uh, talk to you about Go Go for No. So this is uh, Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking to Andrea Waltz about her fabulous book called Go for No, Yes is the Destination, 
know is how you get there. So, Andrea, when we went to a break, we were talking a little bit about why the word no and how it serves your sense of purpose. And I believe you said that you intentionally increase the failure rate, what people hear is no. What, what's all that about? What, what does go for no really mean? Right. So most people live um, in a what we call a go for yes world. And what I mean by that is we've all grown up. We were all taught, you know, at, when we were growing up that we needed to hear yes, that we, we didn't want to fail, that failure was bad, and we wanted to hear yes. And so what happens is we live in this go for yes world where yes is good and hearing no is bad. And if you hear no, you failed. And of course, failure is bad and nobody wants to look like a failure. And so as a result, what happens happens is that causes a lot of pressure and stress and this whole idea that we've got to be perfect and, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear no. And ironically, all of that is completely opposite of the strategy that we teach. And what we say is you actually should live in a go for no world, which means go for no. Try to hear more no's. Take a risk. Take a chance. That's where the success lies. That's where the opportunities are. Yes, you will hear more no's, but ultimately you will put yourself in a position to get far more yeses and to experience far more success, um, and that failure along the path is to be expected and it is to be okay. So fundamentally, we're trying to reconfigure how people think about no, and instead of avoiding it, do what we call go for no, is take those chances, and that's ultimately going to allow people to live more fulfilling lives, um, increase their sales. Whatever you're trying to do, whatever um, roadblock is in your way or thing you're trying to accomplish, you've got to hear no more in order to get those yeses. Well, I think just hearing you say that, you know, it, it's 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 a, a very encouraging message, and you know some of this fear that we'll talk about in a little bit um, discourages people. But so, tell me a little bit how how you came across this, and you know, and maybe what were some of the lessons, you know, in in your own no journey that you came across? Because I'm sure, like all of us, like for Kathy and myself, you know, we end up writing, learning about things that we want to get better at, and then sharing that with others. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, the whole go for no concept came from a very basic experience that my co-author Richard Fenton and my he's actually my husband and business partner. We worked together and everything. He had an experience where he learned um, this whole idea of go for no, and he was actually this happened in a clothing store setting, and um, he a gentleman came in and he. Um, sold him uh, several pieces of clothing, and at the end of the transaction, his mentor, his boss, if you will, came over to him and said, um, do you mind if I ask you a question? And Richard said, um, no, go right ahead. And he said, um, this man's name was Harold, and Harold asked Richard, um, out of curiosity, what did that customer say no to? And Richard thought it was kind of a strange question because he'd actually sold this man quite a bit of clothing, and he said, well, gosh, Harold, you know, um, he bought all this stuff, you know, ultimately he didn't say no to anything. And then Harold turned around and said, well, then, Richard, how did you know he was done? And that was the question that kind of turned things around for Rich. And, you know, it always takes a good leader to see those opportunities and to point them out in a, you know, in a positive way. And Richard said, you know, he didn't say no to anything. And how, how I knew he was done was that, you know, I stopped the sale. And so this was a story that Rich would tell in our workshops. We did, um, we started off doing 
sales training and customer service workshops for retail organizations, and they all loved it. It made so much sense to them. Mm -hmm. And so when we wrote Go for No, that's kind of the central story that we use um, that happens to the main character, and our main character learns in that moment that he is avoiding no, and by avoiding no, he is limiting his opportunities for more sales and really... Um, I think both of you could agree, this really applies to anything in life. It's when you are afraid of hearing no, when you're afraid of that rejection, when you're afraid of being turned down, what we do is we stop trying and we avoid all those opportunities. And then we sit around and we wonder, well, where are all my opportunities? Well, you're avoiding them because you don't want to take the chance of being rejected. So, Andrea, let me ask a couple questions here from a business standpoint because mm-hmm. certainly it makes a lot of sense and I resonate with this. And, in fact, I may have shared with you um, in an email as we were preparing for today's show that my daughter, who's in the design business, um, had a seminar that was uh, sounded to me like it was based on your material, if not mm-hmm. by your company. And, you know, she's taught in the design showroom that uh, the faster you get to know, the better your opportunities are with the people who are really ready for yes. Mm-hmm. So, so how does your concept help business owners in the, in the general business world, as I just kind of explained? And what are some of the, the techniques or strategies people can use to put your ideas into action, like as soon as the show's over? Right, absolutely. Well, one of the main things I think this helps business owners is this whole idea of, of living, starting to operate your business, starting to operate in a place of instead of fearing no, um, being willing to hear no and actually wanting to hear no. So for most business owners, um, it doesn't matter who you are. Because we operate from this place of fear and apprehension of being turned down, we're, we're saying, okay, no, do the opposite. And so for most business owners, there's clients or customers that they want to call on that they don't because they think, oh, and this is what happens, right? We come up with a story as to why this person's going to say no. Oh, I'm not going to call on them because um, I'm a small fry. They're not going to want to, they're not going to want to hire me for my product or my service. Or we come up with some other reason. I'm too small, I'm too big, I'm, I don't have this, I don't have that. All the reasons, right, of all of the story that we come up with as to why that we're not going to get hired. And so for a business owner, this go for no concept says, well, no, that has to go out the window because your job now is to hear no more. And so one of the things, one of the strategies we teach is something called no, no goals. We actually teach people to set a goal for the number of no's they're going to hear. So for the average business owner um, listening to this, it's set a goal and try to hear a couple no's this week, maybe two or three. And what's interesting is because, because we've all been taught to live in a different kind of world, we don't hear no very much because we're protecting ourselves. So strategy number one is really think about how many no's are you hearing? You probably aren't hearing that many. And then try to hear two or three. That client that maybe you've been hesitant to call on or whatever it happens to be, it's pick up the phone, call that person and ask that question and let the result be what, what it may. And I liked how you guys said, you know, we're, we are all very much only in control of our own behavior, our own thoughts, and that's so true. Um, and because of that, this result of yes or no, the answer to the question, is also out of our control. But what's in our control is we can reach out and we can make the ask and at least 
put ourselves out there and try. So that's really the main strategy for business owners is to get out there and to not do this thing where we come up with these stories and we prejudge as to what's going to happen. You know, it's interesting with that, going back to what Kathy was saying about the uh, happiness set point, you know, that the situation itself is only 10%, and, you know, and 40% is what we have, what we're in charge of. And I think just in this regards of no, we create in our mind that that situation, that no, that I'm going to get a no, we probably grow that, you know, to 20, 30, 40%. Oh, we're going to, they're going to say no, when in reality, what you're doing is zeroing back into that 40% that we really do have control over. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you guys, there's a very positive, I mean, the whole point of this is to make things fun, empowering, and positive. I mean, we're not suggesting, um, you know, get out there and hear more no's and fail and then be miserable about it because that's no fun. What we're saying is you can actually have fun with this. You can turn this whole process around, try to get some no's, and then when you do, so say you set a no goal of three no's for this week and you go out and maybe you're prospecting or you're calling on past clients or um, Kathy in your daughter's case, you know, she's She's um, perhaps upselling to better products or services. I mean, it, again, it does not matter because we're all selling something. Uh, get your three no's, and then when you get those, celebrate. I mean, that's where the celebration should take place, and it can become fun rather than, oh, man, I got three no's. Aren't I terrible? Well, no, you're not terrible. You're actually fabulous because you did what you were going to say, and, again, we only have control over our own behavior. It, you know, I have a... Um a feeling, it's an intuition, that not all people here know the same way. And I'd love to have you describe to us how you handle this kind of a person. You know, this is, this is the person who's not, I want to say, fully emotionally um, aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they hear no, it becomes a challenge and they can't let go of it. It's almost like it's an ego thing. Instead of taking your philosophy... Mm-hmm. And thinking that no is a way to yes, some of these folks um, actually take the no as a challenge, and they they, they could actually start underselling and underperforming because now they're starting to give stuff away to get the job done. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, there, I mean, you're right. Everyone brings, of course, their own personal beliefs and baggage to the process, and a lot of people take no very differently. Um, I mean, I would like to make one statement here. I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'll be a good one to come back to. We're going to take a quick break, Andrea. And I want to make sure everybody knows you're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? 
influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Andrew Walt. Here in her book, Go for No. And Andrea, maybe before we uh, get into the next question, following up from the break, was is there different uh, ways that we hear the word no? What's your website if people want to make sure they hear more? Yeah, it's Go for No, and that's all spelled out. So G O and then F O R N O dot com. So, so how do people? How do they differ around the word no? Well, I would have to say that the majority of people, and this goes back to, again, you know, early childhood, teenage years experiences where we're kind of taught, you know, don't stand out so much and, you know, color within the lines and all that kind of stuff. I think most people learn not to rock the boat. So when they get told no, they get that first no, um, they see it as the end, and they see it as um, a failure and the end of the process. And so it really starts to get people in a situation where they just stop trying. And so that's why so many people aren't living their their dreams. They're not doing what they want. They're not asking for what they want. They just kind of have given up. Um, you have a very small percent 
percentage of the population who does see it as a challenge and can start going for no in the right way. Um, and when I say the right way, I mean we're not suggesting that you use go for no as a tool for evil <laughs> where you start, you know, harassing people and badgering people. It's got to be a win-win um, for the the person that you're asking and for you and, and all of that. And then, you know, there's always a, a little bit of a percentage of people who just take it too far. But ultimately, the majority of people um, just see it as a brick wall. And that's a shame because they're not using, you know, they're not using no to their advantage. Well, is no a state of mind or do people make the use of yes or no an indicator of success in their own mind? I think they make it as an indicator of success in their own mind. Although, again, you know, it's it's very much, I think it's very much a cultural thing in that um, it is a state of mind and yet people people um, use it as a as a way to determine success or failure. I mean, you know, what's really interesting, and this is a fundamental, I know we were, we're going to talk about this later, but I want to bring this up now because I think it makes the point. There's a fundamental leadership concept here. And if you picture two offices, and I'm going to use sales as the example because it's just easy, and you've got a salesperson that sells a big account and gets that one big yes, and the leader of the sales team has a big celebration and everybody's all excited, right, because that person got that one yes, um, forgetting what transpired to get that yes. But then in the other office, you've got a salesperson who heard 50 no's, hasn't gotten the yes yet. There's no celebration that goes on there. And so there's a cultural thing that's yes is great, yes is success, we celebrate it, and no is bad, and we're not going to reward no's, and we're not going to reward failure, and so there is no celebration. And that person that got the yes might have gone through 49 no's, they may have gone through five no's. What we're trying to do from a leadership standpoint, and this is kind of goes to your question in that um, it is a state of mind, and yet what happens is that it's cultural, because we're all, we've all been rewarded for getting the yeses. I think that's in part why we've been taught that way, and then it's constantly reinforced in the workplace by our supervisors and by leaders that yes is good and failure and no is bad, and so you don't get rewarded for it. Well, I can see how that would really, really limit folks, and I think one of the people that I first heard just from it, you said, uh, was uh, Tony Robbins. I'm sure he got it from someone else. You know, you don't know how far you can go until you can go too far. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, all, that that whole idea of where that, that first no uh, can set that limit. So if we talk a little bit about um, leadership and self-leadership, you know, what is it that most people miss when it comes to word no, especially, let's say, in a, in a leadership role, because a lot of the leaders we're dealing with are, are in charge of change initiatives and they're, they're dealing with people who, for one reason or another, may be seen as a naysayer and pushing back. Yeah, um, this is really a critical, critical point, and this goes to this idea of failure and success and, um, and innovation. And, you know, there are some well-known companies out there, Google being one of them. I mean, Google, you know, they're encouraged, to, and then Facebook even too. I mean, they're encouraged, and I'm sure, I'm sure Apple as well, tons and tons of failures in order to reach successful um, you know, products in order to reach successful results. They go through tons and tons of failure. And so when it comes to leadership, what they miss is that those no's, whether it's no's in sales or 
failures and just experimenting with products or programs or whatever it happens to be, those are the things that are driving the innovation and driving the company. And so most leaders fear failure. Um, in some companies, they're enlightened, and in some companies, it is the death knell. I mean, you don't want to seen, be seen as failing. And so they do nothing but reward success. Failure is bad, and so what it happens is there is a culture of avoiding making mistakes, avoiding failure, and so no one ever innovates and no one ever tries because what happens is you're just going after that, that, easy, that easy yes. Whatever that yes is, it's just always the easy thing. And so there's no big breakthroughs. There's no big ahas or innovations or big sales. And that's, that's where leaders have to come in and change that paradigm for people and show them that this is kind of going to be the new model. Now, um, and this is where this is one nuance to this. Obviously, we don't want to just keep failing and failing and making mistakes and not learning from them. So certainly... A leader's job also is to reframe the word no and to reframe failure and then to guide people um, into new solutions as those failures happen, but to not punish the failure. That's you know really what? the key. Yeah, Andrea, I have a good example of that I'd love to share with you and yeah. get your feedback on. When I was um, a partner at Accenture, we used to have after-action reviews, which is a, a military model. Mm-hmm. And at the after-action review, if we did not have a win, right? So this was a situation where, yeah, the successes were great, but when we couldn't make a sale happen, we started looking inward. Okay, what's going on here? And we would have after-action reviews where we pull the teams together because, you know, now you've got multiple teams that have had um, a, a hit and a miss, right? You go in to hit the bat and you miss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I didn't say hit the bat, I meant hit the ball. <laughs> and uh, we're in baseball season, so I'll use that. But the, the net net was uh, we would actually recalibrate but if the leaders of these projects did not take the time to pull everybody in, whether it's via conference call, via webinar, groupware, or in person, and talk about who we were talking to, uh, you know, what we knew and didn't know, and got real clear on where the right level of effort should have been focused, we would have never recalibrated and heard yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why the leader of any organization has to be on board with this concept. And I think we've all seen where um, when, you know, failure is punished, people stop performing. And, and, you know, I loved your opening of this whole idea of, of happiness and, and um, performance plus job happiness. When you create an environment where um, hearing no is expected and part of the process and we all learn from it and grow from it and what can we do just a just a learning model of what can we do better it just changes the whole flavor uh, of what you can do and um I, you know, I tell our assistant, Katie, who we just hired at the beginning of the year, I, I tell her all the time, I say, you cannot screw up. <laughs> you cannot, there is no way to screw up because I know even if she screws up, it's not a screw up. It's just a learning experience. I know she'll get something out of it. So I try to constantly instill in her that there's nothing that she could do. I mean, if she lost a sale for us, it would be a little like disappointing or maybe annoying, but it would be a success because I know that she would be growing and that's how you have, you have to look at the greater, bigger picture um, of these things. 
So it's interesting that even just what you just said, Andrew, and how we interpret things. I, I heard you say well, you cannot screw up, and I heard don't <laughs> screw up, which may be that if you don't yeah, explain it, that's what you're, you know, and then you went on and explained that, you know, there is no failure. But people right. may, may hear that and just say, you cannot screw up. And they go, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. You cannot, yeah. There's no way. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you, you well, definitely have to explain it. It's that nuance in, in, uh, in communication. So let me yeah. ask you, because now we're, we are encouraging people. We may have someone listening. And now we, we have an inflamed the naysayer. And someone's leading a change initiative, and, and they're trying to get something going. And now the person who's listening to this says, oh, I'm saying no. I don't, I don't, I don't. And they're saying no to what could be positive, what could be a change, what could be, would benefit the company. What does a leader do to manage that naysayer? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. Well, I, I mean, I think in this case um, a leader has to has to step back and try to figure out what is it, what's going on with this person that, you know, is causing them to be, you know, that naysayer. And what I have found with this concept in particular is there are some people who feel like we're in just, we're just encouraging failure and we're just encouraging rewarding failure. And that's why I made the point earlier that, um, no, it's, Obviously, you need to learn from your failures. We're not saying just go out there and talk to 500 people, get 500 no's, and never make any changes or tweaks or, you know, things. Um, and so really, you know, this is a common, common thing. You're always going to have people in the group who are against change, who, oh, I've heard this before. If it's a sales team, oh, I know this. This is just a numbers game, and, and that's not how we do it. Um, you know, there's two pieces to this. It's a lot of it has to do with, you know, the person maybe not seeing the results and then the idea of, you know, what's going on with them and ha- maybe having a fear of that um, change and just, an, and just a general fear of no in, in general. People, most people have some uh, fear of hearing the word no. And so when you're encouraging them to get out there and hear more no's, there's a uh, thing that kind of rises up inside that says, oh, no, I don't like hearing no, and now you're telling me to hear more no's? Now you're telling me to fail and that failure is all of a sudden good? You know and- what? We're going to come back from this break, um, Andrea, and I'd like to talk about the word fear, F-E-A-R, yeah. and maybe some okay. acronyms for that that might help folks. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do 
you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Andrea Walt here. She has a book, Go for No. The website, gofornow.com. And so, one of the things that, that we're advocating, you're advocating, Andrea, is about taking risks, and then with risks come fear. So maybe we can talk about just this idea of fear or failure, and and uh, how do people, how do you help people get past that? Yes. Well, that is exactly what we were talking about when we went on the break, and I was starting to say that um, that one of the issues is, and this has to do with those naysayers and and people who have doubts about you know this whole thing, what what leaders can do. Well, part of it has to do with there is some fear around the idea of you're telling me to hear no more, and I don't like hearing no um, because most people don't like hearing no because they've got a fear around it. Most of that fear, a lot of that fear, is this idea of taking things personally. And, um, you know, the idea that I'm, gonna, I'm getting rejected, and it's amazing how many people have that going on, that, that taking it personally. Um, when we did our movie, when we drove across the country and interviewed all kinds of top, you know, top speakers and authors and business people, um, one of the teams that we interviewed were a pair of artists, and they have contemporary art pieces, very contemporary art pieces, very unusual. And we love it. We love their stuff. We think it's great. But I know that when they go to these different shows, they have you know all kinds of people walking by and making comments, and they said it took them a long time to learn how to not take 
that kind of stuff personally. Well, one of the things that we teach um, and one of the greatest books uh, for anyone who has fear and has this issue of taking things personally is, some, is a book called The Four Agreements. All right, I don't know if you two are familiar with this book. Yeah, I've heard, yep. I've heard it, yeah. It's fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that he talks about in there is don't take it, do not take it personally. And really what this comes down to is do not take anything personally. You know, it's very easy for us to always, when, when it comes to yes and no, you know, we take um, the yeses personally because those make us feel good, and then we take the noes personally, but then that makes us feel bad. Well, really, we shouldn't take either personally. You can't take the yeses personally, and then you can't take the noes personally. If somebody says yes to your product, for example, it's because they happen to like that particular product. The girl at the ice cream shop who has a customer come in and ask for chocolate ice cream should not take it personally that that person asked for chocolate, right? I mean, it has nothing to do with her. It's that person's taste. Same with if she offered vanilla ice cream and the person said no. Also, can't take it personally because she was rejected from, you know, that particular flavor. In other words, you have to get to the point of constantly reminding yourself that whatever is going on with that person, good, bad, whether they said yes, if they said yes, or if they said no, it's all what is on that person's mind, their agenda in their life. Does that make sense? One of the ways to do that, Andrea, is reframing the word fear, right? And Mm -hmm. many of us have heard these. Uh, and, and I'd love to hear uh, any of you have some F-E-A-R, the word fear, false evidence appearing real. That's, that's one. Yes. Um, another one, uh, failure to examine assumed realities. You know, uh, have you heard these as well? I've heard them, and you know what? They're great mantras. They really are, because when it really comes down to it, what we're really fearing is that we're fearing that, um, we take it personally, and I think another big, big fear for people is um, that the person's going to perhaps find us pushy or aggressive or get upset with us, and that's a big one, um, that we're somehow stepping over the line, that we've, you know, um, whatever. And so the idea of really tapping into your mission and what it is you're trying to accomplish and how you are serving someone else is a big piece of this also. You have to really figure out why am I asking, why does it benefit this person, and so that you, when you're making the call or making the ask, whatever it happens to be, or fundraising, for example, focusing in and tapping into that mission so that, it's, that that's the reason why you are doing what you're doing um, kind of takes all of that pressure off to remember that there's something bigger than just you asking this one question. You know, Andrea, I think it, this idea of fear, and like you're saying, and Kathy mentioned this before, can we not only take the reflection afterwards what worked, but have some reflection time before and then thinking about, okay, what, what most likely are they going to say no to and therefore, mm-hmm. what, what would be my response to that? And, and how would I uh, come up with an, a reason, um, ideas to help that initial uh, no? Yes, absolutely. So having becoming response-able, able to respond to that no. Right. And you guys just quickly here, I mean, there's two aspects to this whole, this whole process, and that is quantity and quality. 
And so most people, we've talked a lot about quantity today. That is hearing no more often, right? That's kind of the gist of what we've discussed today is getting more no's. And now what you can look at really, the next piece is quality. And that's looking at, well, how am I really presenting it? And if I'm, and when I'm presenting this opportunity or this offer, whatever, um, am I doing it in a way that this person understands? Am I, ha- if, am I, am I handling all of the, like, obvious objections up front so that this person really understands? And so the, what, we, what we teach, though, and this is a little controversial, is that ultimately you really need to work on your quantity first. Most people spend so much time perfecting what they're going to do and say so that they get a yes. They are so concerned with getting yes that they never really get out there to have a conversation with anyone. They're just never quite ready enough. Uh, that's a huge issue, and that comes back to this fear of hearing the word no. Well, if you can increase your quantity of people that you're going out to and understand that you're going to hear more no's, especially in the beginning, that's going to give you the practice to work on that quality piece, really, that you just indicated. Um, and that learning where you get a no and then you say, okay, what can I do next time? What did I, what am I hearing? Why, you know, why are people saying no? Perfecting that, and that's the quality piece that you do secondarily. Well, we're going to be coming to the end here, but just a quick uh, comment, you know, is just about asking the right questions, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're, you advocate that. You know, so what is your biggest objection to this, and and, and and what would it take for you to get to a yes, and you know, being able to ask some of those questions to get to get some of those answers out? Absolutely, yeah, it's getting through those obstacles and the limiting beliefs and the fears and the ego to really do the right thing for you and the person that you're trying to win over. So mm-hmm. go for no. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Leadership Development News. Thank you for tuning in and tuning up your leaders and yourself. Take good care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.